2019 has been Ryan Smeaton's year. After being sidelined for a good chunk of 2018 with injury, the steeplechaser came back this year to knock out an early PB of 8.41, only to turn around a few weeks later at the Peyton Jordan race with a time of 8.27.9, a world championship standard besting time. This week, we chat with Ryan, the Calgarian at Oklahoma State University, about hitting times he didn't even consider, hearing from the masters of the sport, and a whole lot more. I'm Michael Rokas, and you are listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on Twitter and Instagram, a Tracky Radio production. All right, man. There's so much to talk about. Uh, you've had a crazy season so far, but perhaps... An interesting place to to start, and I think that it will provide you know good context for for the rest of this interview is to uh, to talk about the tweet at the top of your timeline right now. It's it's a retweet from one Matthew Hughes. Perhaps you can talk about that and uh, and what it meant uh, to you when you checked your notifications and and saw that. Um, it's pretty big, especially given the race that the tweet was kind of um, I guess inspired by. Um, first of all, to come out to Peyton Jordan and PR by 14 seconds is pretty ridiculous. And then to have a guy who's not only another Canadian, but like a Olympic finalist in the steeplechase, give you a shout out and to some other great young Canadian guys too, is I think something really good for me as an individual. It's really motivating and inspiring, but also I think it's great for the sport of steeplechase and, um, particularly in Canada. So. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I I have to think that, uh, you know, it wasn't too long ago, but, you know, just when you're coming of age in the sport, probably when you're just starting out in the steeple, there was a whole bunch of good guys. You know, there was, you know, there's Chris Winter, uh, there's Alex Janay, there's Taylor Milne, and there was Matt Hughes. You know, like there's just this really, really strong contingent of guys, uh, you know, who are doing really great things in the steeple. Uh, at the time now that that wave seems to have died out but you know take a look at the, at that tweet you know some of the people that are that are mentioned uh yourself there's john gay there's jean simon uh de Gagne. you know it almost seems like there is another wave of steeplers uh you know coming around and i know a lot of those guys were pretty close they you know they trained with speed river and stuff like that you know do you keep in contact with uh you know some of the other guys coming up in the steeple right now in, in canada uh a few times before, I'd seen John gain a couple races, and we'd just recognized each other as Canadians and said, hey, man, like, good luck, good job after the race. And then uh, John Simone actually meant for the – I met him for the first time at Peyton Jordan, and I got a chance to cool down with uh, John Gay and John Simone. So it was pretty cool to uh, really meet those guys and start building that friendship because I imagine I'll be seeing a lot of them in the future. So yeah, it's uh, pretty cool to be part of that new young group of guys kind of um working to claim our spot so it's pretty good i mean those were three really really big races for for all three of you and you know we'll we'll get to those in in just a second but you know that's interesting that that you guys cooled down together what was that conversation like and you know i'm sure you guys talked uh, right at the finish line as well too yeah i think for the most part we were all pretty blown away by our own performances and each other's performances i mean um me obviously i was kind of in shock of myself like it hadn't really hit me yet at that point but i mean just talking uh just regular stuff i guess on the cool down um 
kind of talking about the teams we declared for for national teams for Canada that we were looking to do this summer and kind of uh, plans for the rest of the season. Like I'm still continuing on, <clears throat> excuse me, continuing on with the NCAA season and they're doing um, a couple other meets here and there. And yeah, just uh, kind of getting to know each other is really nice to meet those guys. All right. 827.9. Man, that's that's quite the quite the breakthrough for you. You know, take a look at your IAAF page. Uh, you know, it looks like your other steeple mark. You know, your other steeple best is is an eight fifty four. That is a lot of time to to take off right there. Uh, tell me what what was the difference between those two races, and and you know, how did you get to that spot where you were in a position to run? You know, a twenty seven point nine. Um. So coming into the season, I had the eight fifty four personal best, and then I went to the Stanford Invitational, I think it's the last week of March, and I ran 841. And then after that, just talking with my coach, saying like, oh, well, what race do we want to go do next? Like, let's try and get a 835 race, and then maybe I can run 837, 836, something like that. And the only really one was Peyton Jordan, and then even the Section 2 was kind of typically one in 840. So we were like, oh, well, we'll just try and get in the fast section. And then I was actually scheduled to be in the slow section, get into the fast section and just completely exceed mine and everyone else's expectations, I think. Like I was thinking on a good day, maybe I'll run 837 and even that, like a four-second PR. And that's that would be 17 seconds off my personal best coming into this season but then to go and run 827 was i never would have guessed in a million years that that's what i would have run in that race oh man yeah you know that that's that's uh, i don't know that that's just seems completely crazy to me i mean you know speaking uh you know in my own own experience as a runner you know oftentimes uh i feel like i'm i'm a slave to my watch and, and my last workout you know like you know, I, I kind of, you know, like I, I look at the clock and at the splits, and I'm like, okay, well, this, this is about where I should be. Or if I'm running too fast, I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm going to blow up. I mean, like, how do you, how did you run like that? You know, where you were able to just completely take that much time off. I mean, like you had to know pretty early on in the race, oh man, things are going pretty hot right now. Uh, so I kind of figured it would go out pretty hot just given the amount of good guys in the field. And then, um, Craig Nowak, who is a professional now, used to be, he was a fifth-year senior when I was a freshman here. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just tuck in behind Craig, I guess. And he, he was up at the front, and then he kind of started to fade, and then John Gay came up to the front, and I was like, well, I'll just tuck in with John Gay too, I guess. And then 600 meters to go, I was up there, and it was just like I never got super, super I was never like really struggling to get over barriers. It was, I mean, I was working very hard, but I wasn't dying at the front. And then I just went over a barrier and was neck and neck with the guy in first at 600 meters to go and was like, I'll just take the lead, I guess, and see what happens. All right. So, you know, no doubt you've had a, had a chance to get a couple of work in since this. Um, you know, what, what has it done to, to those workouts? Are you, are you approaching them a little bit differently now? Uh, actually I haven't done any real workouts since then. Cause, uh, I got back, I actually, the Friday, Saturday 
before Peyton Jordan. I was at the Drake Relays. And then the Thursday was Peyton Jordan. And then the following Saturday, this this past Saturday, was the uh, Big 12 conference meet where I ran the steeplechase again. So the only real work that I've done is just a, a quick tune-up one we do on race week is just five by a kilometer to – pretty easy tempo pace so i haven't really tried to uh crank out anything amazing but i think we're just going to keep on doing what we've been doing kind of on the if it's not broken don't fix it plan i think whatever i'm doing before running that seems to be working so why change it up Oh, definitely, definitely. Hey, yeah, let's talk about the uh you know the Big 12 championships. Uh you if if my results are correct, you you won that in an eight fifty nine this past week. How was that effort? I mean, like that. Uh, obviously, the the strategy going into that was was just go for the win, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just going for a win. That was my first Big Twelve title ever, and uh, I knew there were two other Texas guys in the race there who were uh, really good, and one of them was actually I think all American in the steeplechase last season, and then. The other was like a 753k guy, so they were my kind of my main competition. And uh, even though they hadn't posted necessarily times that are just as fast as mine, I knew they'd still be competitors. Um, really, no matter what the race was, I mean, there was basically no chance I was going to go out and run 827 again because I would have had to do it alone. And I think that would have been a stretch on back-to-back weeks. So I knew they'd be with me the whole time, and then. Um, it was really just a jog until the last K. I tried to put some pace into it and was able to run away from them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, man, eight eight twenty seven. I have to ask because you know making that big jump. You know, you go from a guy who is is really good in the NCAA with, with your past PB to you know this time that that is qualifying you for you know national teams uh you know has it has it changed the idea in your mind of what you want to do past college like is this something that that you see as something that you want to pursue uh once you're done obviously you have quite a bit of eligibility left but you know like that time will come um i'd say it's kind of sparked the idea in my mind i mean i try not to think about it too much just because i have a lot to do until I get there. I mean, I don't necessarily think this one race will be the thing that does it. I think it just springs me into a position to run more races that could seal the deal if I choose to go that route. But right now I'm really just focusing on the rest of the NCAA season. This will be, if I make it my first time going to the NCAA nationals and hopefully being an all American. And then I have a big summer ahead of me. I've basically before the season, I just declared for every single Canadian team, almost every team I was eligible for just thinking like, ah, like what the heck, why not declare for Pan Ams and worlds and all that. But um, yeah, I I would definitely say that running post collegiately is in the back of my mind, but uh, I still have a little ways to go until I get there. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I mean, with that time, you know, like like I said, that qualifies you for some some really big teams. Now, was the Canadian National Championship something that uh, I mean, like the NCAA season is is a long season. You know, to add Canadian championships onto that can sometimes be, 
you know, it can it can extend your season almost. It feels like a little bit too far. Was it was it always in your plans to uh, to go up to Montreal this year? Uh, actually, yeah, this race kind of put Montreal on the calendar. I think. I think before this, it was just like, I mean, why go to Montreal after a massive NCAA season just to run another steeple? Maybe not make a team, and then. I've been training all summer and I have to come back to school and do cross country. It didn't really make sense before running the world standard, but now I think it's going to be a 99% chance I show up there and try to make the world team. Oh, for sure. Is, and is that a, a, you know, a conversation that you've had with your coach at this point, you know, cause you know, I guess with, with world championships being kind of in the middle of cross country season, you know, you, you have to wonder. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, we, we've talked about it a brief bit, but even now he's still just trying to say like, Oh, like be focused on what we have right now. And, um, we can kind of worry about going to, uh, nationals and trying to make the world team once we finish the NCAA season and really see how you're feeling. But I think if all things go according to plan, I think I'll be in Montreal and, if things go according to plan from there, I hopefully I'll be at the world championship too. You know, taking a look at uh, at some of your PBs and stuff. Um, you know what what really strikes me is is I remember talking to to Matt Hughes and he's kind of disappointed with his uh, with his fifteen hundred meter PB. It's uh, I believe it is a three forty one. He wants to create he wants to crack that that three forty. It almost looks like you kind of have a, a similar sort of sort of curse going on uh, in your own sort of way. Is that a priority for you to to take down that that three fifty two fifteen hundred meter time? I have to. Think think that the the equivalent to that in the steeple is is much slower than your pb uh absolutely first chance i get to run a real mile or 3k or 5k that won't interfere with my season or steeplechase races i think i'll take it i think it's like a almost become a common joke on the team that if you take away my steeplechase pr i'm like a pretty good high school athlete <laughs> with respect to my times so y'all yeah, i'm definitely going to be uh looking to um cut down on my other times before i leave oklahoma state oh man for sure for sure you know we were talking beforehand and you mentioned that uh you know this is this is your third year of school but only second year of eligibility you uh you ran into some injury problems last year um, you know, perhaps talk about that a little bit and also what the recovery was like. I mean, you came back and you came back a, a lot stronger than, than what, what you went into it. So, I mean, like, how did you keep the focus and, and how did you, you know, come back as strong as you did? Uh, yeah, so like I was telling you before, I broke my foot last April and then the I hadn't run any races at outdoor season yet. So luckily I was able to just redshirt and I still had uh three years following that so two years after this one now to run the outdoor season and it was the idea was basically just take it easy stay off it for the most part and uh, i had a, a walking boot on and then it was eight week recovery and then i could start kind of easing back into running and i actually by the time i was able to start running again was away from school and away from the 
trainers and support staff and team doctors that we um, usually have access to when we're on campus at OSU. So when I started running again, my both of my Achilles tendons just blew up like balloons, actually. So what should have been an eight-week recovery kind of turned into 16, 15 weeks maybe. And I, I basically didn't run all summer. I mean, I, I maybe ran 70 miles the entire summer, just gritting through Achilles pain the entire time. And then pretty much started running when I showed up at school in August and uh, cross season didn't go so well, but indoor and now outdoor is uh, kind of turned around. And I think just having an injury and going through something like that definitely makes you appreciate the sport and appreciate your position. And you definitely cover all your bases once you've returned to running now. Like if you have a, like a tight muscle, something like that, you just, you're really on top of it because you don't want it to turn into something bigger that's going to set you out again because you've been there before and you kind of realize how terrible it is and kind of just makes you, uh, I think it does make you a, a better athlete overall. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, you, you definitely came back strong and uh, it, it's been it's been pretty crazy to, to watch watch your rise over, over this past year. I mean, I think people want to know what for sure is is coming up next. What what meet should we be watching you at? And uh, yeah, you know where where can we find you next? Uh, the next race I'll be running is the West Preliminary Round of NCAA's, which is in Sacramento on the I think May twenty sixth is the day I race that that Friday of that weekend. Um. That'll be the next one, and then if I pass through that round, I will be in Austin two weeks after that for the NCAA National Championships, where I'll run, hopefully, I'll for sure run a prelim if I make it there, and then hopefully making it through the prelim to the final, and then that will be the conclusion of my NCAA season, and then um, I'll just have to wait for the releases on Canadian teams and I declared for the FISU team, the U23 NACAC team, the Pan Ams team and the world championships team. So world championships obviously being later, late September, early October, uh, still quite a ways away. But I mean, after the NCAA season, it's just kind of waiting to hear back from athletics Canada. If I've been selected to any, national teams and then hopefully going on to compete there and representing Canada. You know, there's, there's so many different types of, of steeplers out there. Um, you know, there's, there's some guys who are, you know, really good five guys, uh, really good 1500 meter guys, some people who are really technical with the hurdles and some people who can just, you know, seem to, to run through them. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. They're just fast enough. They, they can do well in the race. If you were to, you know, kind of pigeonhole what kind of steepler you were, what, what would you say that you are? Um, I'd say, well, given my 5K PR and uh, mile PR, I'd say I'm not the 5K guy dropping down or the miler stepping up. But uh, I think I, I like to think my hurdle form is pretty good, and um, I like to think I'm pretty efficient over the hurdles. So I'd put my bet on saying I'm just a 
pretty technical guy who's done a lot of hurdle work who uh, is just I'm pretty comfortable and pretty efficient over the hurdles I think and I think that definitely helps out a lot when it comes to racing especially in those uh, final laps when everyone's starting to get tired and the pace is kind of picking up being able to uh, use as little energy as possible to get over those hurdles and get over them quickly to maybe gain a step here or there on someone who's a little bit faster than you in a regular 3k definitely shows in the steeplechase all right what what is a workout that you know you can leave feeling like you are in good shape like you are in a million bucks and you can go run a race whether that be in 10 days or later that week um i don't know if i'd necessarily say leaving uh feeling like a million bucks but um (laughs) One workout I did this past season was uh, it was five times 800 over four barriers each lap, and we had a minute rest, and it was at 8.30 pace, so 68-second laps. And uh, I think I, I hit the pace on all five back-to-back, just pretty much ran the workout, led the whole thing with uh, a couple other guys from uh, OSU who – kind of tagged along but i think just finishing that workout and knowing you're running 8:30 pace on short rest over barriers is like does wonders on your confidence and uh that was before i had run 8:27 too so i still wasn't thinking i could run 8:27 but it definitely had me feeling like i could shave you know 4 or 5 seconds off an 8:41 pr at the time Ryan Smeaton, uh, he runs for OSU and ran a a fantastic race uh, at Peyton Jordan to uh, to run an 8.27.9. Lots of big races for you coming up. Man, it's been exciting to have you on, and, and it's, like I said, it's been been fantastic to see what you could do this, uh, this season. Thanks a lot for being on the show, man. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great talking to you. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to Ryan and to Tracky for their ongoing support. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get this. Along with this show, we also now post a quick recap of the Canadian track news each week. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe and rate. We always enjoy hearing from you. Big thanks to you for listening. I'm Michael Rokas, and this has been the Terminal Mile at the Terminal Mile on Twitter and Instagram.